Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What the Chell, your friendly neighborhood non-misogynistic hockey podcast. I am your hostess. My name is Haley, and I am going to be alone again this week. Um, I did schedule an interview, but unfortunately, the day that I had it scheduled, I was feeling kind of under the weather and just not up for it. So it's going to be just me again this week, but hoping to have another guest on soon, possibly next episode possibly the week after with Thanksgiving being this week. Um, If you are listening to this this week or close to Thanksgiving or right after, I hope that you have a lovely holiday. If you celebrate, I hope you eat lots of good food. I know I'm certainly excited to partake in some Thanksgiving food. It's one of my favorite meals of the year. Um, But yeah, I just hope it's a great week for you. I hope you get some time to relax and spend time with loved ones. So Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, what the Chell fam. Um, We're going to go ahead and just jump into it because what a week it's been across the league. Um, It feels like things are finally ramping up and all of the drama, action, excitement, and of course, dumb decisions have ensued. So grab a drink, get comfy. If you're driving, turn it up and let's just go ahead and dive in, y'all. We're going to start with um, a segment I like to call World's Dumbest Takes Um, (laughs) because there's just been some dumb stuff happening this week. Um, We're going to start off with a tweet from Rob Rossi, who is a writer at The Athletic, and let me just pull it up so I can read it to you guys. He says, quote, McDavid is one of the most gifted players in history, but dot, 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 or one in Boston, Gretzky in Edmonton, Lemieux and Crosby in Pittsburgh, Ezerman in Detroit, Ovechkin in Washington. McDavid must win in Edmonton. That's his legacy, and it's on the line now. I, <laughs> I, I can't. Like, this take makes no sense to me. Yes, these players one with their most iconic teams where their careers started but those teams supported them like those teams had well-rounded rosters that boosted their star player they had defensemen they had the goalie they had the second third and fourth lines that were showing up a stanley cup isn't won by one man mcdavid can't win the stanley cup by himself no matter how good he is Even though he's not doing so hot this year, in previous years, he was the number one scoring hockey player in the league, yet he still didn't win a cup because his team doesn't step up and support him. His team isn't organized well. The GM is not making the team conducive to winning a cup. Like Winning a cup takes a team, and McDavid doesn't have that. And right now, he doesn't have the current playing skill to even get his team close. Like, the Oilers aren't winning enough games because their previous top two scoring forwards are not playing at the level that they've been playing at in the past. And it's not going to happen anytime soon for Edmonton if it keeps up like this. If they don't start building a team that can survive with or without McDavid, they're not going to win the cup anytime soon. 
like I just need Rob Rossi to just be for real for a second and like just think about things before you tweet them people like really think about it like he sat there and wrote that tweet and then went yeah this is gonna go over well it went over like a lead balloon okay because everybody that I saw I saw it um posted on Instagram and everyone in the comments was like, this is the dumbest take I have ever heard. Everyone was roasting him and coming up with counter arguments because it doesn't make any sense. But I digress. Um, yeah. McDavid needs help if he's going to win a cup. So anyway, <laughs> continuing with dumb decisions and dumb takes. Um, Matt Petgrave has been arrested on suspicion of manslaughter in the passing of Adam Johnson. Wow, that's awful. And that's really dumb. And I, oh my gosh, like this was an absolutely freak accident with no one being at fault. Like no one could have imagined something like this happening. And I feel incredibly bad for Petgrave. Like, I cannot imagine the guilt and the grief he must be feeling over this accident. I mean, all of his teammates in the midst of grieving the loss of one of their beloved players were having to give statements saying that Petgrave didn't have any intent for this to happen. And Petgrave himself was having to give those kind of statements. The story is still developing, um, but Petgrave has been released on bail and has not yet been charged of anything. Um, He may have to defend himself in court where the prosecution will be looking for intent. However, I do not believe that there was any intent behind this accident. Obviously, I'm not a professional, um, but with the way that he has responded after this accident keyword being accident there's no there's no intent behind what happened and i just cannot imagine what he must be going through right now and my heart just breaks for him and for literally everyone involved in this tragedy because oh my gosh like I I can't I just like cannot even fathom it and the fact that he was arrested with charges of manslaughter is insane to me just absolutely insane one of the dumbest things that has happened this week in my opinion um but anyway to bring it to a slightly more um wholesome note um the Nottingham Panthers are continuing to honor the life of Adam Johnson Um, by retiring his number 47 and uh, painted Adam Johnson forever, our 47, on the ice behind the goal in a a memorial game honoring him. Um, And then a memorial fund has also been created and will support local charitable activities in Adam's hometown of Hibbing, Minnesota, which is so sweet and so lovely. And I just love how wonderful the Nottingham Panthers have been and all of Adam Johnson's other teams and teammates have been in regards to this and I think it's really great that they created a memorial fund and will benefit his hometown that's such a great move by the Panthers (sighs) okay 
okay. Um, Milan Lucic was arrested late Friday night after a domestic dispute. Um, trigger warning for domestic violence. If that's something that will upset you, just skip forward about minute, minute and a half. Um, he will be taking an indefinite leave of absence from the Bruins. And in my opinion, he better not be returning to this league if allegations are found to be true. Um, It's such a new story, so things are still in the early stages of development and investigation. But it's reported that his wife called 911 after she was attacked and choked. Um, And when police arrived, it appeared Lucic was drunk. Um, I just, I am hoping that his wife and his kids are safe and that they have found somewhere to be where they're out of harm's way because domestic violence is no joke. It is no laughing matter. Um, and apparently Lucic has been arrested or, or found to have an incident like this happen before. Um, yet he was still playing in the league because there's no NHL policy in place regarding domestic disputes or domestic abuse. Um, and I think that's absolutely criminal. And I think it needs to change because it should absolutely not be tolerated by any player in this league. There should be nobody in this league that is getting paid the amount of money that they get paid and getting the amount of recognition and fame that they get. And at home, they're not treating their families the way that they're supposed to be treating their families. That's absolutely sickening to me. So we'll see what happens um, with Lucic. But yeah, that that something needs to change at the league level. Absolutely. Okay, everyone, it's happening. Let's just be more excited and more wholesome now because we got all the stupid takes out of the way. Because this is not stupid. The PWHL has revealed their jerseys and I love them. Oh, they're beautiful. They feel very vintage inspired with diagonal lettering of the city's name across the front. Um, Toronto wins for me with the sky blue and white color scheme and also my Queen Sarah nurse looking so good in her new jersey. <laughs> um, Montreal is maroon and white. Minnesota navy and white. Boston is green and white, and New York is this beautiful, beautiful, almost Statue of Liberty color, bright teal and navy, which I think is a really great combination. And finally, Ottawa is red and navy. Um, Media Day happened this week, and all the ladies looked like the absolutely stunning queens that they are, and they looked like they were just having the best time getting to be with their teammates and And then training camps are underway and they just look stoked to be back on the ice and be in an environment that they love. So I'm really, really excited to see this league develop and I genuinely hope that it has staying power because it has the potential to make a huge impact on girls and women's hockey as well as women's sports in general. Um, Brianne Jenner, Uh, seems hopeful and excited about the league. Um, And she says, quote, I think this may be the greatest legacy that we leave. This is day one of the dream job. 
which is so cool to see her so excited and so hopeful. I mean, women in sports are the moment, y'all. Like, it's happening. We're finally seeing female athletes getting the recognition and the respect that they deserve. And yeah, I'm absolutely stoked about it. So, so excited. (laughs) Um, The NHL Global Series continued this week in Sweden with the Wild and the Senators facing off twice. It's still ongoing today, but it's not um, the Wild and the Senators. It's the Wild and the Maple Leafs. So I'll update you guys on those teams playing next week. Um, But we had the Wild and the Senators facing off this week. Um, The Senators swept the series, um, winning 5-4 in the first game, which went to overtime. And then 2-1 in the second game, which went to shootout. Which to me says that these were really good teams to pick for the Global Series, for kind of one of those special hockey event games that we see because clearly they were very evenly matched and that makes a really exciting game and that makes it more engaging for fans, makes fans want to watch, makes um, in-person spectators want to go to those games more and it really just helps grow the game of hockey. Like we're bringing it to other countries. We're bringing the NHL to, you know, Australia and Sweden and it was um, announced that the Kings and somebody else. I can't remember who off the top of my head. I don't have it in my notes, but they're going to be playing in Quebec City um, in 2024. Like, it's really cool to just see the league kind of expanding and going into other places and new markets and really just bringing in fans with so many players being international. Um, I think it's really, really cool. And I think it's a smart move by the league. Um, I do think it would be amazing to bring it to places that don't really have a hockey market yet, like bringing a global series to, I don't know, Hawaii or like somewhere tropical that really obviously doesn't see hockey or bringing it to even like small towns in the United States. Um, I feel like, you know, they're always bringing it to big cities, but even having a, a smaller scale game at some local ice rink at a small town in like Idaho or something. Like, you know, I think it would be really cool to give those communities access to hockey. And I think they would get really, really excited about it because it's something new, but just a little idea I'm throwing out there. Um, but going back to the global series, um, the second game was Jacob Chikrin's 400th and Eric Brandstrom's 200th. Um, and then Tim Stutzla, I hope I'm saying that right. That's a hard last name. I've never been able to get it, but he really showed out in game one, uh, notching a three-point performance, including the overtime winner. So good for him. That's seems like it was really exciting. I couldn't watch it because of the time difference I was at work, but I'm sure it was really, really exciting to watch, especially for people that were there in Sweden. Um, and it was cool to have these Swedish players kind of being back home. And I know they were doing a lot of content with it. Um, I saw a video from the Leafs where they were having them try to pronounce um, different Swedish phrases. And it was funny. Obviously, I don't know Swedish, so I don't know who was saying it correctly and who wasn't. But it was funny to see them try. Um, that was cute. 
Um, okay, can we talk about UCLA hockey for a second? Um, after facing off in two games against their biggest rival, USC, uh, they swept the series with a combined score of 27-3. to In two games, USC only scored three goals. And UCLA scored 27. Like, holy hockey. Um, congrats to the Bruins. That's absolutely insane. Um, and if you guys don't know, my Ducks fans might know, um, Trevor Zegers' cousin, Billy Zegers, uh, played at UCLA when he was in school. And he was kind of one of the, the like big people that really tried to grow the hockey program at UCLA, which is really cool. Um, and my boys over at LAP um, had him on a couple of weeks ago. So go check out that episode of Late Arrivals with Billy Zegris. It was a really good episode. Um, so that's really cool. I mean, wow. 27 to 3 is an insane score across two games. Okay, guys, let's jump into some silly and wholesome moments across the league. Um, something very silly that I saw. Um, Victor Hedman's bag ran away from him on the tarmac. <laughs> and I was absolutely losing it watching the video of this man chasing after a rolling suitcase. It was so funny. He was like cracking up running after this thing and finally somebody on a, a golf cart kind of grabbed it and brought it to him but it was really good um I'll pop it up on my stories in case you missed it because genuinely it is one of the most hilarious things I saw this week um Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman one of my favorite hockey duos uh jumped on a podcast called what chaos where they revealed that Sway has been warned by medical staff about the intensity of their goalie hugs, which is a sentence I never thought I would say. Um, <laughs> like, that's just so funny to me. Apparently, they're not supposed to jump hug anymore because I guess it could cause injury, which imagine, like, being so notoriously good at hugging that your medical staff has to say, hey, yo, you need to chill out. Like, calm down, okay? Like, <laughs> that's so funny to me. It's truly a forbidden bromance for the ages. So let's see how they tone down those goalie hugs, but I'm sad that we won't get to see the jump hugs anymore. <laughs> um, Henrik Lundqvist took the ice again in honor of his induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, he stopped multiple shots and was absolutely exuberant getting to take the ice again. Um, and he was cheered on so loudly. And I just can't imagine how incredible it must feel to be on the ice like that again. Um, yeah, that was so cool to see. Um, and then the class of 2023 was inducted into the Hall of Fame on November 13th. So Henrik Lundqvist and his colleagues are officially Hockey Hall of Famers. So cool. I mean, what an honor that must be. I cannot even imagine how good that must feel. Speaking of Hall of Famers, um, Wayne Gretzky told a story on the TNT broadcast 
about a visit to the Hockey Hall of Fame with his son. Um, He was undercover in a hat and sunglasses, of course, because I don't think Wayne Gretzky could just casually walk into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, (laughs) But he wanted his um, son to try playing at one of the interactive exhibits where um, they're shooting a puck, basically. Um, And he, you know, said his son was going, you know, like one for one, two for two, three for three, four for four. And I think he missed one shot Um, and his son didn't play hockey. And then (laughs) Wayne Gretzky goes up to try. Um, Of course, why not? And um, he just couldn't get a shot in. He just kept missing. And the kid who was running the line, you know, said to him, sir, um, you need to hold the stick a little further down. That might work better. (laughs) He was like, I was so mad. I just threw my hat down and walked away. Like, imagine telling Wayne Gretzky how to hold a hockey stick. I hope that that guy that was working the line saw this video and just remembered the incident because obviously he didn't know that it was Gretzky. But I hope he knows now and I hope he absolutely cracked up and felt like the king that he is because that is iconic behavior, even though he didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. Um, More wholesome, wholesome moments in the form of player-child interactions, which forever melt my heart. (laughs) Um, The Panthers' Stephen Lawrence chatted with a team little fan at practice um chloe who i assume is about four because she said she was in preschool um made him a friendship bracelet and he gave her a stick and a puck in return i think they had met before um maybe when lawrence was with the sharks or something like that um because you know he was saying oh i remember you it's so good to see you again Um, And he was so sweet with her. He was asking her about school and they were talking about what they've been up to and took lots of photos. And it was just, he was so, like the way that he talked to her was just so precious, um, so wholesome. I love it so, so much. Um, And then the Maple Leafs Morgan Riley met a sweet young fan named Riley, spelled R-I-E-L-L-Y, just like his last name. Um, And she had a sign that said, I was named after you, Riley, got his attention. Um, And so uh, Morgan stopped to chat and gave her a signed stick. And Riley was absolutely starstruck to the point where she was completely speechless. She had no emotion on her face. She was not interacting with him. She was not talking to him. And I genuinely think it was because she was just so overwhelmed to be in the presence of this player and like honestly that's such a mood like girl I would be the same way if I was in the presence of my favorite hockey player (laughs) it was so cute um she she like got a picture with him and got the sign stick and uh it was it was precious it really was um and I will forever argue that hockey players are the most wholesome and sweet athletes because Of course, there are some bad apples, like there are everywhere. I'm looking at you, Milan Lucic. Um, But for the most part, hockey players are just so lovely and such wonderful people. 
And especially when it comes to interacting with young fans, I mean, they just always seem to love it. And therefore, I love it. So it's really just a win-win situation for everyone. <laughs> um, let's talk about some exciting stats and milestones that happened this week, because there were a lot. It was a really, really exciting week across the league. Um, Quinn Hughes has joined the list of greats as one of the few defensemen to have five three-point games in the first 16 games of the season. He joins Bobby Orr, Denise Povan, and Doug Wilson. I really hope I said that second name correctly, but we're going to go with it. Um, (laughs) He is such a phenomenal player, especially this season. Like, I swear it's like he got his captaincy and something was unlocked in him. It's like that's what he was waiting for. Like, he was just waiting to have that C on his jersey, and that's, like, his power source is that C. Maybe it, like, inflated his ego, but in a good way, and, you know, really just made him show out. Like, well-deserved, and I, I genuinely think Quinn Hughes is going to go down in fame as one of the best defensemen um, up there with Bobby Orr and... Kale McCarr, I think, will join them there, um, who Kale McCarr had a big milestone this week. Um, he made history by becoming the fastest defenseman to reach 200 assists, which he completed in just 254 games. Like, that is insane numbers. And he was hurt last year, too. So, yeah, that's a very, very impressive stat. From Kale McCarr. I think Kale and Quinn will be future Hockey Hall of Famers for sure. Um, In more Hughes news, Jack is back and I like to rhyme. Um, (laughs) I know Devs fans are glad to see him back in action. And non-Devs fans, aka the Twitter girlies, are excited to see him back in action as well. Um, Especially when he scores in his first game back. Are we really surprised that Jack Hughes comes out of the gate swinging no we're not so excited for him and i know new jersey is as well um brandon montour and aaron ekblad also took the ice again for the panthers after both being out for quite a while um we're i'm really glad to see good players getting healthy again and getting to see them get back on the ice and if we could only get trevor zegris and jamie drysdale off of ir get them back on the ice, that would be fantastic. Um, And then the Caps, like always, added a whole roster of injuries this week. Um, So yeah, my two teams are always struggling with injuries, it seems. Um, But yeah, I'm glad that some teams are getting their star players back. I really am genuinely happy for you guys. Wish I was you. Hopefully one day soon. Let's keep going with some more milestones because there were quite a handful this week. Uh, Team captain Kyle Opozo of the Sabres reached 1,000 NHL games this week. Um, Avalanche coach Jared Bednar, hope I said that right, notched 300 NHL wins. Congrats to him. Um, The Anaheim Ducks set a league record, completing six third-period comeback wins through their first 15 games. Um, with hockey, it ain't over till it's over. 
especially with the comeback quacks because you just never know till that final buzzer sounds. Um, Panthers Carter Verhage netted his 100th NHL goal this week. And also, I didn't realize that his nickname was Swaggy, (laughs) but I saw the Panthers post that, and I think that might be one of the worst nicknames in the league. Like, imagine genuinely having to go by Swaggy. Like, what year is it? 2010? Like, no. No, no, no. It's cringe. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I guess his alternatives are, like, very... Or, like, Hagee. So, like, really? There's no winning. Just call him Carter. Just just go with Carter. Um, <laughs> the Islanders' Bo Horvat returned to Vancouver for the first time since being traded to the Islanders. Um, and he was welcomed with thunderous applause and cheers. Um, which brought tears to his eyes as he waved to the fans. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was like heartwarming, but also heart-wrenching because it was heartwarming because he was greeted so well and just, you can tell that he's still so loved, even though he's not in Vancouver anymore. But it was heart-wrenching because you could tell that he was sad and, and he was just in his feels about it. But I'm glad that he received such a warm welcome back in Vancouver. And then finally, for milestones and achievements, um, Luke Prokop became the first openly gay AHL player to appear in a game. I mean, all hail King Luke, honestly. Always paving the way and being a trailblazer. Just, I read a a great article. Um, He did an interview with The Athletic and... um, Yeah, he's just, he's such a great guy. Like, he's so sweet and well-meaning, and he's a very talented player as well. And so seeing him um, achieve great things is exciting when he's such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ community, and especially that community in the game of hockey. Um, He was talking about how he is surprised that other players have not come out after he came out, um, but he's still hopeful that we'll see that sometime soon and that they'll be welcomed just the same as he has been. Um, and I hope that we'll get to see him at the NHL level because just have him continue to move up and continue to pave the way, I think, is is so cool. And, and I think it really makes a statement and I think it would make a huge statement at the NHL level, especially after the whole pride jersey, pride tape, uh, blah, 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 all of that shit. Sorry, it's shit is what it is. Um, I try not to swear on this podcast, but after all of that shit, because that's what it is, um, I think it would make waves, and I think it would be kind of a big middle finger to the league to have a player openly gay player playing in their league um yeah I'd love to see it but congrats to Luke for making it to the AHL level and I just wish him continued success okay we are going to move on to wow aka woman of the week and my woman of the week this week is Lily George 
Lily plays hockey for the University of New Brunswick in Fredericton, and that's in Canada. Um, With her assist in Friday's game against the St. Mary's Huskies, Lily became the program's all-time scoring leader with 81 points across her university career. Um, The UNB Reds did win that game 4-2, partially thanks to Lily, who tallied the assist on the team's second goal. Um, Lily's coach spoke highly of her, saying, quote, Lily is a consummate professional on and off the ice. Her commitment and dedication has not only led to her success, but the success of her teammates. Um, And Lily is part of the Nipissing First Nation, um, which is so cool to see um, a First Nations player getting that big achievement and getting recognition. So what a remarkable thing for her to do. And if she continues on this track, I think she could easily get 100 points before she graduates. So congrats to Lily George. Um, Okay, so I definitely forgot about this segment for a couple of episodes, but I'm excited to bring back this day in hockey history. Um, I was just thinking and I was like, oh, wait, (laughs) I haven't done hockey history this season yet. Um, So yeah, we're going to bring that back. Um, So this episode is being released on Tuesday, the 21st of November. So I'm going to tell you two events that happened on November 21st in hockey. In 2006, Yaramir Yager scored goal number 602, becoming the top goal scorer among players born in Europe. And obviously, he does not hold that record anymore because Alex Ovechkin exists. Um, But it was a huge milestone for Yager's insanely impressive career. Um, And then in 1942, throwing it way back, um, the NHL discontinued regular season overtime because of conflicts with the train schedules during World War II, which I thought was so interesting. I'm such a history nerd. Um, I, you know, I think that's so interesting that they had to modify it that way. Um, and overtime actually did not return until well, well, well after the war had ended. Um, it did not return until the 1983-1984 season, to be exact, which that's wild to me that there were basically 40 years without regular season overtime in the league. Um, Who knew? Um, And speaking of regular season overtime, I know there have been talks across the league of kind of changing the overtime rules to generate more offense. Um, Keeping it three on three is what I've heard, but then, changing it from a five-minute period to a 10-minute period um, to hopefully eliminate shootout, which I'm kind of here for. Like, I feel like I'd rather just watch more three-on-three play than watch shootout because I feel like shootout is so hit or miss. And it just depends on the teams and the players that are healthy and playing. And to me, it's just not all that exciting it's not as exciting as overtime is to me um and then they were they were talking about implementing a shot clock which i think is a really bad idea (laughs) let's not do that like this is not basketball this is not baseball with the pitch clock let's just just let them play hockey but let them play hockey for a little bit longer um in 1942 before they discontinued the overtime 
Um, it was just a 10 minute period and it wasn't sudden death. So it was, they played 10 minutes of, it was basically just another period, but it was 10 minutes. They played for 10 minutes and then whoever scored the most in that 10 minutes won, um, which I honestly kind of like. I am not mad at that idea. It's kind of like basketball. Um, and I just said, we're not basketball. But like, I kind of like that concept of just having another, essentially a three on three half period. Um, I don't know. I'll be interested to see if the league changes anything and if they do what they do. But I'm kind of here for that original 10 minute overtime period. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not Gary Bettman, so don't ask me. (laughs) Okay, we are going to finish off this episode. I know it was kind of a shorter episode, um, but you know, with it being Thanksgiving week and with my interview not happening like I planned, it was going to be a shorter one, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it anyway. So we're going to finish off with three stars of the week. Uh, For number three, my third star is just the entire Capitals team and their game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Simply because I couldn't not talk about this game on the podcast as a Caps fan. Um, Charlie Lindgren got his first shutout as a Capital, saving all 35 shots against the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. Like, wow, wow, wow. Um, my boy Dylan Strom scored, as well as two bottom six forwards, Beck Malenstein and Connor McMichael, who is the superior Connor McFirst name in the league. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you guys, I was unfortunately driving home from work when this game was going on, so I was listening to it on Caps Radio in the car, and... When I tell you, I screamed. The scream I screamed is insane. Like, if people could have heard me, they probably thought that I was getting murdered or something because it was, I was so excited. You would think it was like the Stanley Cup final or something. Um, I don't know. It's exciting to shut out any team, but especially the reigning Stanley Cup champions um, and especially when your team is the Washington Capitals who have not been so hot this season, although we are second in the Metro now. Things are looking up. Um, I digress. Um, (laughs) Beck Malenstein and Connor McMichael scored in the literal last minute of the game and within like a couple of seconds of each other. So it was just very exciting. Um, And yeah, it was great. It was so good. I can't imagine being there. Like, that must have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, The Capitals' third and fourth lines are, like, truly the backbone of this team right now. And you love to see it because most of the players on those lines are our younger guys. Like, this is the future of the Capitals, and it's looking bright, bright as the sun, Um, I wrote all about it on Inside the Rink. This is my shameless plug. Go check out my articles. I am the only Washington Capitals writer right now. So if you just go to the Washington Capitals category, you can read all my articles if you're interested. Moving on, my second star is Anton Forsberg. 
Um, he became the first Swedish goalie to win an NHL game in Sweden. Um, therefore, he was named the NHL and NHLPA's player of the game. Um, and he even registered an assist in the Senators' 2-1 to win. So what a great moment for him. That must have felt so special to get that assist and then get the player of the game and do it all in his home country. Like, so, so cool. Congrats to Forsberg. Um, And my number one star, I might as well stick with the goalie theme here. Um, Lightning goalie Matt Tompkins got his first NHL win as the team faced the Montreal Canadiens on November 7th. Um, I know I'm a bit late to the game with this one, um, but genuinely I didn't see it until this week, and I love big milestones. Um, So that was really exciting for him, and he said with a big smile, um, it's a day I'll never forget. So big congrats to Tompkins, and I hope we'll get to play some more even when Vasilevsky returns to the ice here in a couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, I thought that was so, so cool. So those are my three stars for the week. And that's all I have for you, my friends. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go into my little spiel as always. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please subscribe on whatever podcast app you listen on and leave us a rating or review or both. Um, If you're on Apple, you can write a written review and those help so, so much. Any other podcast app, you can usually thumbs up, star, check mark, something. Let people know that you like What the Chell. Um, Tell a friend to tell a friend um, What the Chell's a great podcast. Um, (laughs) Hopefully you think it's a great podcast. And um, interact with me on Instagram and Twitter at What the Chell Pod. Um, Liking posts, commenting on them, posting them on your stories, retweeting tweets, those all also help boost What the Chell and really get it out to more people that might like to listen. Um, And yeah, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving week. Enjoy some good food, rest, relax, um, watch some football if that's your thing. Watch some hockey. I know that's your thing because you're listening. And I will talk at you guys next time. Bye.